0: Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast. It's Monday, December 5th, and I'm Blair Kirchhoff. The Chiefs and this show, which started as a Sports Beat Live, experienced technical difficulties on Sunday. The Chiefs fell to the Cincinnati Bengals 27 24, and our reporters in the Queen City couldn't connect with us after the game. That is until beat writer Herbie be scrambled to join us after a few minutes. Still, thanks to our audience, we managed to address the big topics of the game, like Andy Reid's decision to kick a field goal with three and a half minutes remaining, and where the Chiefs stand in the AFC pecking order after the loss. So if I sound a little jumpy early in the show, it's because we were trying to connect with our crew in Cincy, and I apologize if it sounds a little uneven early on. Okay. Hey, it's Sportsbeat Live. Um where we talk Chiefs, and it's a post-game show edition. Chiefs lost uh, to the Cincinnati Bengals 27-24 tonight. And um, uh, I don't know when you joined us. If you just joined us, thank you. If you joined us a, a little earlier, you met have heard Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in their post-game press conference. I appreciate our producer, George Howard, Howard putting that together. And um, I forget something. And I... Ooh have uh I, I didn't get to hear the homes or Randy Reed after the game so uh so that was interesting to me uh we have Sam McDowell and Herbie Teope here Jesse Newell will join us in a minute I think Vaja Gregorian is going to be here as well uh they're all in Cincinnati and we want you to join us please send us your questions and comments and we'll get to them um as we see them so yeah, uh, not hearing Andy Reid, I was wondering how long it would take for someone to ask him about the decision to kick a field goal on uh, uh, the 55-yard field goal attempt that Harrison Butker missed, and turns out it didn't take long at all because Sam asked it right off the bat. I had the same question, Sam, as soon as they brought the field goal unit on the team, and uh, Sam will be joining us here in a minute or so. Um, I guess we're having a little technical difficulty with um, uh, with the guys, but Herbie, uh, w- did you guys talk about it among yourselves in the press box when the Chiefs decided to go for the field goal uh, on fourth and five with about three and a half minutes to go, with uh, the Bengals leading twenty-seven to twenty-four? What what was your reaction? All right. Hey, 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 hey Georgia. We have technical difficulties here with, uh, with everybody. If so, I will, I will. Okay. Uh, So maybe you, you, maybe we'll try to get uh, our guys in Cincinnati back on with us as soon as we can. Um, We've got uh, Sam and Herbie, Jesse Vahe all in in Cincinnati who covered the, the Bengals uh, 27 to 24 victory over over the Chiefs. Uh, a rough game uh, for Kansas City. They dropped to nine and three and fell from the uh, in the playoff picture. Fell from the number one seed uh, to number two because they now have the same record as the Buffalo Bills. And um, Buffalo, of course, holds the tiebreaker over Kansas City uh, with the head-to-head victory at arrowhead earlier this year. And we, were going to go, we were going to start off talking about the decision that Andy Reid made uh, to attempt a field goal. It turns out to be a 55-yard field goal attempt with three, I think it was 3:24 left to play. Bengals leading 27-24. If Harrison Butker makes it, they tie the game up. And at that point, I'm, I don't know, I'm thinking that there's no way to stop Cincinnati from, uh, from advancing and, uh, and getting at least a field goal to you know, to, to go ahead with just about this, the amount of time you'd need to run the entire clock uh, at that point. But, um, uh, but but the Chiefs put the field goal unit on. Harrison Butker pushes it to the right. Didn't look like a great snap. And, uh, and, and the Bengals maintained the lead and then ran out the clock. So um, we were, uh, th- that to me is just one of the issues that the Chiefs had in, in the game uh, one of several, um, that, uh, uh, that, that, that caused this, um, uh, that, that caused this outcome. So, um, let's do this. Let's, let's take some questions as we try to get our guys from Cincinnati, um, back from, uh, <laughs> back on the air. They've got a lot to say and a lot to talk about with, with this game. So, um, Paul says, worst tackling effort of the season and the game they circled, uh, they just seemed to be a bit emotional. I had the same reaction. I remember thinking going into this game that uh, this is one that the Chiefs talked about a lot during training camp. And uh, and of course, comments this week from the Chiefs at practice was this was a game that um, they had circled and um, and then they came out Somewhat flat, right? Uh, they 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 fell down fourteen to three, but when they started to battle back, um, got the touchdown the uh, to make the, the touchdown pass to Jarek McKinnon to Mick McKinnon to make it fourteen to ten. Had the huge play from Carlos Dunlap just before the end of the first half. I thought this was a critical moment for the Chiefs uh, that the, the game turned. I know that uh, Jim Nance and Tony Romo said something about it. On the air, and I had the same feeling. You remember when Tyreek Hill could not get into the end zone at the end of the first half of the AFC title game, and um and how that sort of you know, prevented the Chiefs from getting a touchdown and extending the lead. I think it was twenty-one to ten at the time. Well, I kind of had the similar feeling when when Carlos Dunlap made the play on Taylor, the wide receiver on the fourth and one, preventing Cincinnati from getting into the end zone. I thought, well, oh, this feels like that, and. Let's see if the Chiefs, who got the ball to start the second half, can take advantage of the momentum. And sure enough, they do. They get the Isaiah Pacheco long kickoff return. They go down and get the touchdown to go ahead. And uh, and momentum clearly was with the Chiefs' favor. Continued to be the, the 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 Patrick Mahomes touchdown run from from two yards out. Wow, I mean, uh, show guts, you know. With, we, we talk about how we don't see, you know, we're not going to see a quarterback sneak from Mahomes because of the knee injury he suffered on a, on that play a couple of years ago at Denver. But he sure showed a lot of guts running, you know, keeping the ball, going into the end zone, leaving his feet to go in and get the ball over the goal line. I thought that was a, a tremendous play by Mahomes. And again, uh, momentum clearly on the Chiefs side here. And it stayed with the Chiefs up until the moment Travis Kelsey fumbled the ball, had it stripped away after the what I think it was a 19-yard gain, and um, uh, and, and a, a just total disaster uh, after, for, for the Chiefs. You know, Kelsey. It's funny he had a he had a bit of a fumble problem uh, early in his career. I can remember the first couple of years with the Chiefs, uh, he had a tendency to have the ball pulled away from him. And it's something that he worked on and improved, and, uh, and, and 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 you know became, you know, helped him become one of the top tight ends in, in all of the NFL, if not the best tight end. And uh, and, and there, there it goes, um, you know, having the ball pulled away from him. Bengals took full advantage of that and um, and re- regained the lead. Uh, got a field goal, regained the lead, scored the game's final ten points in, uh and got the uh, the victory. so Jamie's says lack of pass rush was ex- evident again absolutely it was. Um, you know I, I, the, I, I disappointed in the chiefs up front in this game, the defensive front this is a, a, a going up against a Bengals offensive line that's average at best. um and then, listen, that was the case last year with the Chief, with the Bengals as they you know, during their Super Bowl run. This was a place where an opponent can take advantage and put pressure on Joe Burrow, and the Chiefs hardly did that today. They got the one sack late in the game. Karloftis got the sack on a on a really, you know, I, I thought ill-advised play by Joe Burrow when he, you know, he went down, this is right around the two-minute warning, right, and basically took a sack, and uh, it set up the third and 11 that the Chiefs couldn't stop the play that put the game on ice. Uh, for, for Cincinnati. But yeah, I I was wondering the same thing myself. Where was the sack? Where, where was the pressure? Where, you know, can they, how can they not bother Joe Burrow who has these tremendous weapons to work with and Jamar Chase and T Higgins and um, uh, the tight ends who are good and, and Boyd, who's a good player, but dropped a pass, dropped a a short touchdown pass today. Um, Where, where, where was the defensive pressure? where, at one time on that final play where uh, they converted the third and 11 looked like, looked like Mike Dana was, was right, right there. It almost didn't realize he was next to Joe Burrow when he completed the, the pass to I think it was to Higgins, right. In the, uh, for, for, to, to clinch the game. So I don't know. I'm, I'm just, uh, this, this was a bit of a head shaker to me. I look the Cincinnati Bengals are a terrific team. They um, they deserve the win today. They played better than the Chiefs, and I think the question that we need to ask ourselves. Um, and I know I'm pretty sure that Vahe Gregorian's writing this in the column tomorrow. Um, you know, we keep talking about the Buffalo Bills. I tend to talk about the Tennessee Titans as uh, teams that the Chiefs really should fear in the postseason. <laughs> no team has proven to be has more evidence uh, of being better than the Chiefs than the Cincinnati Bengals. This is three losses to Cincinnati in seventeen games for the Chiefs. They they've met three times in the last seventeen games, including the playoffs last year, and uh, and, and, and they've lost all three of them all by a field goal. This one a little bit different in the in that uh, the two games last year the Chiefs took the lead, you know, held double digit uh, leads uh, advantages on on Cincinnati, and this time Chiefs gave it away. Uh, or the Bengals took the double digit lead. Chiefs got it back and then gave it away at the end. So let's let's take a, let's take a few of your questions here. Um, Brian, K State won, so that helps a bit. Yeah, I got to cover that game, Brian. That was um, uh, that was amazing, amazing job by Kansas State yesterday in the Big Twelve championship game. Only the fourth conference championship for um, for the Wildcats in their history. Third Big Twelve title. Uh, I'm glad you had, uh, you had that to help uh, soften the blow of the football weekend. Um, Yeah, Paul, for, for the, for the talk, the chiefs were seemingly flat and I agree that they, they they were flat. How, how about Jamar Chase early in the game, getting in Justin Reed's face that, uh, and, and, and uh, giving him the, the, the money, uh, uh, you know, hand gesture. Jamar Chase of course got a penalty for the taunting penalty for that, but, you could tell that uh, maybe Cincinnati had a little more of an emotional edge in this game today. I thought they were, um, they they certainly were ready to play the way that they came out. The, uh, just a really good effort all around by, uh, by by the Bengals. So, all right, Herbie, can you hear me? I got you. You got me. Yeah, man. Yeah, good good to see you. I've <laughs> um, uh, been muddling along here for a little bit, but. Hey, a couple of the topics that we covered, Herbie. I started with the the decision by Andy Reid to kick the field goal. Uh, Bengals were leading 27-24, three and a half minutes to go. Uh, the Chiefs could not pick up the first down, so Andy Reid sends the field goal unit on, and Harrison Butker from 55 yards pushes it a little bit to the, to the right. It looked like a bad – not a bad snap, but a low snap, a, a little bit of a problem with the whole operation. But – in my opinion, it's fourth and five, and you've got Patrick Mahomes. And I, ha- I have no faith that the Chiefs are going to stop Cincinnati, even if they make the field goal there, from, from getting into, you know, uh, field goal range from McPherson, who's a terrific kicker for the Bengals. Uh, did did you guys look at each other in the press box and wonder uh, if-, if Andy was making the right call there? We, we kind of did because, you know, the way the
1: game was going, obviously it was going to come down to whoever had the ball last. But, you know, Andy Reid addressed that after the game. You know, he basically said if he didn't feel like – Bucker could make that then he's not going to try that field goal and you know let's face it 55 yards is a chip shot for Bucker it should be typically a chip shot for him, but you know when you push it wide right and then. You know Murphy's law once again that when the Chiefs lose it's Murphy's law everything that could go wrong will go wrong and one of the league's best kickers from long distance pushes it wide right and. Next thing you know, there's not enough time left on the clock for the Chiefs, and then the, the Bengals were able to get the first down and, and essentially just run out the clock the rest of the way.
0: Yeah, they couldn't get the stop after that. And I, I to be honest with you, Herbie, I I didn't think the Chiefs tackled especially well today. Look, I know Samaji P. Ryan is a load to bring down. He is just a tough runner, 106 yards today, averaged uh, five yards per carry. But I just, I just think, didn't think it was a great tackling day for uh, for the Chiefs. On the other hand, I thought the Chiefs ran the ball well. I, I, the best grade that I gave the Chiefs today was in their rushing offense. Um, I, I thought Andy Reid called a good game overall. Sticking to the running attack, it was this wasn't a Patrick Mahomes 300-yard passing game. He had six in a row of those, but the Bengals mm-hmm. don't give up a lot of passing yards. I don't think they've given up 300 yards passing in a game this season, but uh, but I thought, I, I thought the Chiefs did what they needed to do to move the ball. They, Pacheco and, and Jarek McKinnon, I thought, had a really nice game. Um, uh, in the end, it, it just it, it wasn't enough, was it?
1: Yeah, it wasn't. You know, when you talk about that running game, 138 yards rushing in the Chiefs' running game has been coming on in the recent weeks. You know, I, I'll say this about Pacheco. 198 yards all purpose yards. What a wasted effort, you know, it's like in a losing cause. Uh, but it, it does offer you some, some optimism because you are going to need that running game in January, you know, in the playoffs. And of course, now obviously the, the number one seed right now is a, here we go again. They're tied with Buffalo with, with what, five games to go. So five or six games to go. And so now you, you know, now you you, you find yourself scoreboard watching the rest of the way, but, I tend to agree with you, you know, when you push out 138 yards rushing and Mahomes doesn't have a Mahomes type game, uh, but this was a winnable game, but the Bengals, for some reason or another, they do have the cheese number. You know, when you look across the board, they match up really well against the cheese, sure, sort of like the Buffalo Bills. But when you win three in a row against the cheese, you know, for the Bengals, that, that's a tremendous confidence booster.
0: Yeah. It's not a fluke when it's three in a row, is it? I mean, it's, uh, I, I think Vaje's writing this. I, the Chiefs have have to tell themselves they're looking up to the Bengals, and until they prove they can beat them, um, the Bengals are the better team. I don't care where they you know, and the Bengals have proved doesn't matter where they play, whether it's here uh, in Kansas City or in Cincinnati. they they're, they're three; in, it's three and seventeen games is what uh, they because it was it was Week 16 last year, and then the playoffs, and then Week Week 12 this year for uh, a Cincinnati victory. Kathy says uh, she wasn't impressed with the offense either. I, I wasn't at all, um, but that's just how it is with uh, when, when it comes to uh, Chiefs against the Bengals. They, I think it was 34-31 was the final in, in the regular season last year, and then 27-24 twice uh, uh, the last two games, uh, Bengals against the Chiefs. Chiefs had about 350 yards of total offense. And um, uh, G- Gabe says, um, he asks, uh, is this a Super Bowl team? I don't know, Herbie. I, I, you know, I'll tell you, to me, the question is, is this the best team in the AFC? What do you think now?
1: And that's a fair question. You know, I don't know. if Is it a Super Bowl team? You get through the AFC because, let's face it, the AFC is top heavy. You know, when you look across the board, the Bills are, are legit. The Dolphins, um, I believe they lost to the 49ers, but they still got a pretty potent team. The Bengals, we, we see what they are with Jamar Chase. You know, they haven't had him for the last four games, but we see what kind of how dangerous they can be. And they they played without Joe Mixon today. Um, the Chargers, if you know, if, if if they ever get healthy, you know, they're a team that you have to watch out for. But I still think this is a Super Bowl caliber team. Obviously, it's a Super Bowl caliber team. Uh, but you want that number one seed. You want the bye week. You want the AFC to come through Arrowhead. That That's what you want. But right now, We're going to be scoreboard watching to see what the Bills do the rest of the way.
0: Absolutely. So Brian asks if Joe Tooney would have made a difference in protection today. I, I I think he would have. You know, obviously you're 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 a better team with Joe Tooney than than you are without Joe Tooney. But I I didn't think Nick Allegretti played poorly, and it should be noted, uh, you know, on on the on the 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 Mahomes touchdown uh, that that everybody seemed to you know wonder whether it was a fumble or not. Of course, it was ruled not a fumble. Allegretti was the person that ended up with the ball, so the Chiefs would have had a touchdown either way with that. I don't think uh, you guys weren't following the the CBS coverage, but it seems like Nance and Romo didn't, you know, didn't seem to mention that the fact that Allegretti was the one that ended up with the ball. Chiefs would have had a touchdown either way. But anyway, the Chiefs without Joe Tooney, that was a bit of a little bit of a surprise, wasn't it? That that uh, that he did not play today.
1: Yeah, because remember he put in a full practice all week, so you know, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, he put in a full practice. Did not have a game designation on Friday as official injury report, and then all of a sudden on Saturday the chief listed him as questionable. What probably happened? Because every Saturday before the team travels, they go through a walkthrough. So he, you know, if if he suffered a setback, it came during Saturday's walkthrough before they boarded the plane to come out here. But you know, all, by all accounts, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Remember, I asked, I specifically asked Andy Reid on Friday, what's the status with Thornhill and Tooney? And He's like, yeah, they're good to go.
0: Yeah, so so a bit of a, a surprise. Also, Herbie and Mrs. Listen, I, I I haven't I I'll admit that I hadn't been paying a hundred percent attention to Chiefs' offensive line moves in the last couple weeks. But was this Lucas Niang's first action today in a while? I when I saw him on the field, I I, I went, wow, that's I hadn't seen that this year.
1: Yeah, this was his first offensive snap. Last week was his first game back since coming off of the performance, physically unable to perform list, and he only played on special teams. So this time around, they got him in on the snap. It was a jumbo package, but you know, good for him to get in there, uh, to at least get in them with the offense.
0: Yeah, for sure. So Brian asked, uh, or says, and, and this is I think this is a good point too. Uh he thought the Chiefs were impacted by uh Gigi Smith Schuster leaving. It looks like you know, he left the game with a with a, maybe a concussion. He went to the to the tent uh, sometime in the second, I believe it was the second quarter, after the big fourth down reception he made um, and and took a weapon off the field for the Chiefs. Did Andy say anything about Juju after the game? No,
1: they didn't because they didn't need to because once he came out of the the blue medical tent, he had his helmet with him and he he was on the sideline with his teammates and he did get in on the next offensive series. He actually stood outside of the tent. I was watching it when, if you remember when uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantlin dropped the ball in the end zone, Uh, Juju was actually watching that play, and then when a few plays later, when Mahomes found Jerick McKinnon for the touchdown, Juju was standing out there outside the tent cheering on. So, no problems with him.
0: Okay, okay, I I just don't remember him being targeted after that.
1: Yeah, he was on, but he wasn't. But he he was on the field.
0: Okay, okay. Um, Listen, I I was uh, Valdez Scantling. That was a bad drop, but the the Chiefs ended up getting a touchdown on. That was the McKinnon you know, uh, touchdown reception in the end zone. I believe I'm right about that. Wasn't that yeah. on the same series? Maybe the next play or two. but um, uh, I, was, I thought he had a terrific day. Actually, I thought I maybe mean, this is one of McKinnon's best days and did, did a third running back get on the field today for the chiefs, or was it just a and McKinnon? I think it was Pacheco McKinnon. I
1: thought Jones in there as well. Uh, Jones didn't record any, any carries though, but he was on a couple of plays.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, so, Cody says uh, Burrow had all day to throw the ball. No surprise uh, on, on the loss. Spag needs to be let go after the season. Yeah, look at that. I, 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 there's going to be some of that out there. Uh, people absolutely not happy with uh, with this outcome. And, uh, I, listen, I don't think the defense was Bob Sutton bad, uh, but uh, it, it's frustrating sometimes to watch the the, the teams like the Bengals Move the balls effectively against the Chiefs as as they were able to do. But I, Herbie, I, I'm still convinced that if if the, the Chiefs were leading 24 to 20 and had the ball early in the fourth quarter, you know the Bengals ended you know w- were down 24 17. Ended up the Chiefs held them to a field goal, and I thought that was a that was a win for the Chiefs. Chiefs get it back up four, and and if they get a touchdown there, the game is over. The Chiefs win this game and Kelsey gets the ball pulled from Ooh, him. Yeah. Gets the ball pulled out of his arms. You know, I'm, I'm, they, they had to go to the replay several times to see if his shin got down before uh, the ball came out. It was obvious that was not the case. Did Kelsey uh, – was he available in the locker room after the game? anybody get over to him? <laughs> uh, that's a big negative, Ghost Rider. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was in the locker room, though, but did uh, did he address the media? No.
0: Okay, uh, I, I thought maybe he would. He's a veteran, but he had to feel terrible about, about this. I know that Mahomes went right to him on the first play afterwards. You know, the Chiefs tend to do that, right? Sky Moore muffs a punt. They go to him right after that. First time they have an opportunity to do that. But, uh, um, but anyway, hey, so Brian makes another good point. Um, has, has Joshua Williams surpassed Jalen Watson in the, um, in the pecking order of cornerbacks?
1: I, I tend to think he did, uh, you know, o- over the last few weeks, you're starting to see Joshua Williams' snap counts just go up and up and up. Meanwhile, Jalen Watson's snap counts are going down. So, yes, and then, you know, this is kind of something that you, you saw some some of this early stages of training camp where, where Williams, the fourth-round draft pick, uh, was getting more reps than Jalen Watson, and then they switched to Watson. But now Williams is starting to come on. Look, the kid's got game. Williams has game for a Division two player. He's got some game.
0: He does, and and it's asking a lot for him to you know, to stand up to Jamar Chase and, and look at and Higgins. These are these are really excellent. Maybe the best pair of wide receivers in in the AFC anyway. It's 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 tough asking rookies to 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 go up against them. And look, am I wrong about this, Herbie? That I. It seems to me that when the Chiefs made some draft decisions with big body cornerbacks, they did that with the Bengals in mind, uh, because of what the Bengals did to them. Those two wide receivers it, it last season, the Chiefs knew they had to get, you know, bigger and more physical at that position. And um, it's, you know, it's look, they're rookies, and I know we're late in the season, and you know, they say in college you're not a freshman after, you know, after half a season or anything, but. Look, there's still rookies going against the very best in in the game, and um, I, I'm not going to I'm I'm not pinning this one on on the on the rookie. So, uh, uh, so anyway, tough game all around for the Chiefs defense. Um, so, hey, Gabe, that's a good question. Why do not have Sneed on Chase? I I, I that's a, that's a very good question. Maybe if we get Herbie back. We'll we'll address that. Um, and there he is. All right, Herbie. So Gabe asks, "Why not have Sneed on Jamar Chase?"
1: And that's a fair question as well. I think that when, when the Chiefs go to nickel, you got to remember when they when they go to nickel, you got Trent McDuffie and Joshua Williams on the boundary, and then you put Mc, uh, you put Sneed in the slot. So he's always typically up against the nickel cornerback. But that would be a premier matchup. And I was actually. I was curious coming into this game if they were going to have a cornerback travel wherever Jamar Chase went. And I figured if they were going to do that, it would be Snead. I mean, two Louisiana guys, you know, both of them lightning fast. and you, <clears throat> I don't know if the TV camera showed it, but every in between every play, those two were chatting it up.
0: <clears throat> oh, they wow.
1: Like, yeah, they weren't uh, – <clears throat> it wasn't anything confrontational. It was like just two guys – who seem to know each other and you know being friendly with each other, cordial with each other, but that would have been a phenomenal matchup to watch Snead because Sneed to me, is, even though McDuffie has the first round caliber, Sneed to me is their best cornerback.
0: I agree. I, I think uh, Snead is not, I think he's an outstanding player. Um, look, I. Uh, what, what did you guys in the press box think of the McDuffie uh, defensive, uh, you know, the pass interference on the Juan Thornhill interception?
1: Yeah, I, I thought that was brutal. I, I don't know what in the world uh, the refs were looking at there. It, it looked like, if anything, McDuffie was the one who slipped. You know, And I don't, you know, I, if that's pass interference, first off, we don't know what a catch is in the NFL. We don't know what roughing the passer is. And now we're going to go start wondering, well, what in the world is pass interference? I, I didn't see any pass interference there at all. I don't know what the broadcast was saying, but I hope uh, they brought in their NFL official and, and he agreed that they're that, – that just couldn't be pass
0: the it, it was mentioned and, and it, it was kind of described as a little bit of a ticky tack call, but they seem to be more upset at the Stallworth uh, rough in the pass, or uh, I think on the same, maybe the next, yep. the very next play, right. On the um, series. Yep. Yeah. And, and um, I, I agree. I, I didn't think that was rough. And I don't know what Stallworth was supposed to do, you know, as he was falling on, on Burrow after the hit, but they seem to be more upset with that. But, the, the the you know the 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 DPI that that, uh, that that wiped off the interception the Thornhill interception that was critical. I mean that that could have that could have changed the momentum of the game then. I, I think the Burrow doesn't throw picks right. That was a hell of a stat. I didn't realize it. He has you know uh, maybe maybe somebody who has more info on this can help me here. But he's got four picks this year and they all came in the same game uh, against the Steelers in the opener. Uh, so that's, that's amazing. If they could have gotten a pick on Burrow early in the game like that, uh, that, I think that could have been a big momentum swing early. Um, so full of turning points, right? Someone asked about turning points of the game. I, I look, I, I thought again, the, the, for, for the chiefs, the very first one was, uh, the, the Carlos Dunlap play at the end Ooh. of the first half. That was a heck of, look, he, nobody, he, he. He, he, he came unblocked and did what he was supposed to do, but it was I thought a terrible call by Zach Taylor in the uh, in the Bengals to run wide on fourth and one when they were having success you know pushing the Chiefs. but then they then, so the game was, went the chief's way until the Kelsey fumble. So that to me were the, the the two basically the two turning points of the game. Dunlap changes the momentum for the Chiefs. Kelsey gives it back in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate uh, Mahomes'
1: Michael Jordan-like tomahawk slam dunk did yep. not count, uh, you know, didn't wasn't the game-winning play because that would have been everybody's lead. You know, just think about it. That's, that's yep. like Jordan willing the team, willing the Bulls to win. That that would have been like Mahomes skyrocketing and dunking on the
0: bench. I know.
1: It's just unfortunate exactly. it didn't hold up.
0: Hey, Kathy asks if there's any truth to the rumor that Kelsey was dealing with the flu. Had you heard that?
1: I have not heard that. No, I haven't heard I, I, didn't,
0: that. I didn't hear that. I, I hope, I hope uh, Kelsey and every other chief got a flu shot at some point in the last, uh, you know, uh, in the last few weeks, last couple of months, as it, as it is flu season. So, okay, I had I didn't hear, hear that either. So, all right, listen, um, uh, you, you guys have been great. Had a lot of technical difficulties tonight, uh, so we could not hear from uh, Sam McDowell and Vihe Gregorian. And Jesse Newell, but Herbie Teopi was terrific to uh, scramble and find a spot where he could uh, join us. Herbie, thanks a lot for uh, for co-hosting today's show and um, and George Howard, you know the Tennessee Titan fans. Uh, <laughs> George George loves the Titans, and he had a rough day today too. So, hey, hey um,
1: Larry, if I may say one thing, yeah. I think it was Ryan who was saying, you know, the K State Wildcats one. That's right, Emo baby.
0: Yeah, yeah, we we uh we gave him a shout out here earlier, so yeah, it was a heck of a, it was, you know, split decision weekend. If you're a Kansas State slash Chiefs fan, uh, great day Saturday for the Wildcats, and and we now we now know bowl uh, pairings, right? K State against Alabama in the Sugar Bowl, and Kansas against Arkansas in the Liberty Bowl, Missouri against Wake Forest in the Gasparilla Bowl in uh, in Tampa, Florida, on December twenty third. So. You can read all about that in the, uh, on KansasCity.com, in the print editions of The Star, um, and all the great Chiefs coverage that uh, that these guys provide. So That'll do it for today. Thanks to our producer, George Howard, who powered through the technical problems, and to beat writer Herbie Tiopi for finding a way to join the show. Morning Sports Edition was full of Chiefs and NFL coverage and all the bowl news from Sunday. Check it out at LiveEdition.KansasCity.com. Hey, thanks for listening and we'll be back soon with another Sports BKC where we talk sports in Kansas City every day.